There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning in. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh, and this is the Daily Doctrine Devotional. We certainly hope we have some first-time listeners, hopefully not last-time listeners. And we want to be a help. We want to be a blessing. One of the things, again, that we wrestle with on this program is how far can we take the Psalms? How far do we go? How far can we see Jesus Christ? Can I say to you, an old preacher friend, Brother Curtis McCarley, many, many years ago, and Brother Curtis McCarley said, how far is too far? And then they say, if you haven't grieved God, then you haven't gone too far. And I don't believe we've been a grief to God. I don't believe we've gone too far in the Psalms. But I do see Jesus Christ, see him high and lifted up. Isaiah saw him and his train filled the temple. And Isaiah spake of the things which he saw. Preaching is speaking of the things which we see. I realize we're in a day when preaching today is mostly feel good or uh, whimsical or it's just motivational. It's because of folks uh, seem downtrodden and depressed. And so the preacher feels a desire to encourage all the time, but we're in a ministry of reconciliation, and we're not in the ministry to reconcile church members with each other. That's an epic failure in ministry. We are in the ministry of reconciling sinners to Jesus Christ, and to reconcile them to Jesus Christ, they must see Jesus Christ high and lifted up. In the uh, single house uh, last week, we were at the Grace Independent Bible Baptist Church, and uh, I always say that wrong, but it's the Grace Bible Independent Baptist Church. Forgive me, Brother Seeley, if you're listening. And uh, we were preaching on the I Am of the Word of God. We preached on this person, Jesus Christ. Sunday, we finished off at the uh, Anchor Baptist Church in Wellsville, New York. We preached there on Saturday in a Bible conference with several other preachers. And then on Sunday, we preached on the faith of Jesus Christ. Again, not going too far. One of the solidifications is going to the Psalms and seeing the faith of Jesus Christ, where he spake by faith, where he believed that God would do what he said he would do. And God delivered him, and God brought him out, and God rescued him, if you will. And so we thank the Lord for that. We thank the Lord for revealing himself to us in the word of God. So as we preach today, we want to preach that revelation from God. It's not new revelation. It's not prophecy of private interpretation. This is a rev the revelation of God is simply this, when God reveals himself through the word of God. And so God reveals us. And by the way, it's not exclusive because I'm a preacher. It's not exclusive to me because of who I am. God's no respecter of persons. But if we'll study to show ourselves approved unto God, and workmen needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth, God can help us and reveal the word of God to us. I say you might be a 12-year-old girl listening. God can reveal himself to you through the word of God. And God does that for every child of God. And so I hope that God does that for each and every one of us. I hope that those listening get help from God and God speaks to you through the word of God. 
Psalm 39 to the chief musician, even to Jeduthun, a psalm of David. I said, I will take heed to my ways, that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle. And then he says this, while the wicked is before me. Now, we spoke of that uh, yesterday on the podcast. When the wicked is before me, he's going to bridle his tongue. He said in verse 2, I was dumb with silence. That's that lamb before her shears is dumb. I held my peace even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. So right away, we see some of those key words to identify this very well could be a messianic psalm. We see the sorrow. Did David have sorrow? Yes, David had sorrow. Do we have sorrow? Yes, we have sorrow. But he's speaking here in the first person. And what we have to ascertain is understand that is this David just speaking of his own calamity or is David speaking on the behalf of Jesus Christ? And I was dumb with silence is a pretty big clue. I held my peace even from good. Again, he cried out to the Father, but he did not reprove me. And my sorrow was stirred. That's one of those great words. When you see that sorrow, you have to look at that. Is this Jesus Christ? In verse 3, my heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. And then he tells what he spake. In verse 4, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as in handbreadth, and mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man of this best state is altogether vanity. So what we see here, now we do see David speaking. We see David's calamity. We see David as he cries out, talking about his days as a handbreadth, his age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man in his best state is altogether vanity. But we also know that Jesus Christ himself uh, took on the form of a man, was made in the likeness of sinful flesh, yet without sin. So let's look a little bit further at this in verse 6. Surely every man walketh in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted in vain. He heapeth up riches and knoweth not who shall gather them. So it's just good counsel, good wisdom. This is for us to understand, for us to know. And he says, and now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I was dumb. I opened not my mouth because thou didst it. What did he do? Delivered me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. In verse 10, he says, remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. So now we see David is coming around, and again, he's speaking in the first person. It's one of those places, and I want to help identify this for those of you that have really studied this and taken a great interest in this. Let me say that sometimes David goes in that realm of speaking on, on behalf of himself, and then all of a sudden he'll be speaking in the first person. He'll be speaking through with Jesus Christ. And Christ will be speaking through him in prophecy. And I believe this is one of those places. And that's not too far out for me to understand that, because this is the word of God. And with God, all things are possible. And so we see here now, and some of the words that he used, I was dumb. I opened not my mouth, because thou didst it. So again, is that lamb before her shears is dumb? And that's why we focused on that a little bit yesterday, because in chapter 39 of the Psalms, we're going to see that again. And that understanding, like, yes, you and I can be dumb. We can open not our mouth. We can have all meekness and, and, and keep our mouths closed. But then he goes on and says this, remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thy hand. 
Now it goes back to one of our favorite companion scriptures concerning Jesus Christ, and that is Job chapter 16, when he said, verse 11, God hath delivered me to the ungodly and turned me over to the hands of the wicked. I was at ease, but he, who, God, hath broken me asunder. He hath also taken me by my neck and shaken me to pieces and set me up for his mark. So we see the hand of God upon Jesus Christ. That's why Isaiah said, it pleased the Lord. Now listen, I've heard it preached my whole life. They say, and I'm not criticized, but they say, well, God used human instrument to lay strokes upon Jesus Christ. No, God himself laid strokes upon Jesus Christ. It wasn't just human instruments, although human instruments were prophesied of. They did the work of hell. They did abuse him. They did beat him. The prophets spake with foreknowledge of what would be done to him, but it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And the Lord did indeed bruise him. It was the Lord himself that took him. Word of God said, he hath broken me asunder. He hath also taken me by my neck and shaken me to pieces. He set me up for his mark. His archers compassed me round about, who God's archers did. He set him up for a mark. He put him up where they could shoot at him. He put him up where they could destroy him. He put him up where they could take shots at him. And yet he cleaveth my reins asunder. That's that separation, that cleaving. That's what that does. It divides. It's, it rends. A cleaver, and I deal with antiques some, and I love antique butcher equipment, knives and cleavers, and just one of those things I've always enjoyed. And It's amazing how a cleaver just struck in the right way can absolutely destroy the carcass of an animal and just split it and rend it asunder. And that's what he said about this. Said, he cleaveth my reins asunder, and doth not spare. He poureth out my gall upon the ground. Again, you must look at Isaiah 53. It's line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Verse 10, yet it hath pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. Then he says in verse 12, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And that's what Job is prophesying out there. And so again, David now is coming back into the role of a prophet. The Spirit of God is moving upon David, and now he's opened his mouth. He's speaking for Jesus Christ in the first person, and he's speaking, prophesying of that which is to come. And it's a marvel. This isn't something weird or out of sorts for me, something kind of crazy. Or, but he said, remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. That is line upon line, precept upon precept. That is Jesus Christ. We see that according to other scripture. If I had no other scripture to back that up, I believe I keep my mouth shut about that. If I had nothing else to comment on, I keep my mouth closed about that. But I don't have it. I don't have anything else but scripture. All I have is direction from God. I have Job 16. I have Psalm 160. I have the end of Psalm 109. I have Isaiah 50. So again, that and it's not I that have that. It's the word of God that has come, and God has given us revelation in those things. And so we pass them on in a hopes that somebody would see Jesus Christ high and lifted up. And my friend, when thou with rebukes dost correct man for iniquity, 
Thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is vanity, Selah. Isaiah 52. When he spake of Jesus Christ, his visage was more marred. He said more than any man. And the interesting thing is this continues to reference Psalm or Isaiah 53 because Isaiah 53 said there is no beauty nor comeliness that we should desire him. And so here the psalmist is saying, when God doth correct man for iniquity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Isaiah references his beauty and comeliness. David references the beauty there. And might I say to you, of course, Jesus Christ being rebuked for sin, he's been made sin for us. And then it says, Selah. Stop and ponder this. Stop and chew on this. The last time we saw Selah in this passage was the end of verse 5. So from verse 6 to verse 11, we can absolutely say, I believe with confidence, I see Jesus Christ. I see him high and lifted up. I marvel at the goodness of God, yet I also see David in the verses prior. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give a peace unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears, for I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner as all my fathers were. O spare me that I may recover strength, before I go hence and be no more. Now again, who else would go hence and be no more but Jesus Christ? Why? It's going to be an offering for sin. His soul is going to be damned in hell. God is going to make his soul an offering for sin. He's going to be judged as a sinner and found guilty. And his soul is going to be in hell. His body is going to be in the grave. And you know what? He is going to be no more. But after three days and three nights, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so also shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And after three days and three nights, he rose again, according to the scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. When he said, hold thy peace in my tears. Again, when I see tears in the Psalms, is this David? Is this Jesus Christ? David wept. Jeremiah was a prophet of tears. Isaiah wept. We see all through the scriptures, yet Jesus Christ himself wept in the scriptures. And the psalmist speaks of his sorrow, speaks of his tears, speaks of his weeping. So hold not thy peace in my tears, for I am a stranger with thee. And by the way, line upon line, there's scripture. Why has been made sin? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why? Because he's a sinner. He's been made sin. And a sojourner, as all my fathers were, oh, spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence and be no more. As we look at these Psalms, we just see the marvelous work of God. We see the holiness of God. We see the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the righteousness of God, which is in the person of Jesus Christ. And might I say to you, my friend, God is not willing, that's he, he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. His call has been to all. He tasted death for every man. And Jesus Christ tasted death for you. And if you're listening today, lost without hope, lost without Christ, if Jesus Christ has revealed himself to you through the scriptures, would you believe on that name, the name of the only begotten Son of God, that name which is above every name, that name which every knee shall bow of things of heaven and things on earth and of things under the earth, that name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for she shall bring forth a son, now shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. And my friend, we're in a day when men deny this Christ. They like a feel-good Christ. They like a shallow Christ. They like a tepid Christ. 
Their Christ is the Christ of Christmas and Easter, yet they cannot see that Jesus Christ can take up residence in your life. And every day you can walk with him. And every moment of every day, you can turn to him by faith and call upon him and know that he intercedes on our behalf and that we can come through him to the Father. That's the promise of God. And yet so many that have named the name of Christ do not see that Christ. They do not have that Christ. They have a feel-good Christ. But can I say to you, my friend, he is not willing to you perish. He would desire that you would come to him. Nay, I say, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Would you take this to heart? Thank you so much for tuning in today. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Singing the glory.